0: missing interview last week everybody had the crud
1: and so it was what it was
0: but we're back brent is back from his break slash everything else he fucking does
1: yes i am back people brace yourselves. lube up and brace yourselves maybe do some stretches <laughs> it's about prepared. to be on
0: well i miss talking to you we've talked a little but not like we usually do so you do too much bro what do you mean i do too you do much? too much you are all over the place you don't know what rest means. Yeah. You no, know, you need to sleep or you'll die. And you're gone. You're frozen and you're gone.
1: Hey, sorry. I don't know <laughs> what happened. It's like it just shut down all of a sudden. I don't understand and, what's going and on. And Hazel was Hazel was quiet while I was getting back in. Now she's screaming again. So anyway, I love all these technical problems. At least there's no buzzing now for y'all good people. Yeah, I got no use buzzing.
0: buzzing. We fixed the buzzing. There's there's crying babies and a frozen screen, and I'm yeah. concerned.
1: It's frozen again.
0: Yeah, it's not stopped.
1: Uh, and let it, me stop. it froze
0: you in this position. Like I'm sinking.
1: <laughs> all right, I'll just turn my turn my thing off. That'll be one less thing to worry about.
0: Well, before you froze and cut the fuck out, I told you you need to sleep or you'll die.
1: Yeah, I know. I've been tired lately. It's been crazy though.
0: Tired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I would like to say we had a real break. I had a break. Brent kept doing other things, but he had a he was break ish. How was your holiday?
1: I think it was all right. I mean, President's Day went pretty well. I think. (laughs) Fuck
2: up, man.
1: I enjoyed day. Groundhog Day, too. Groundhog Day
0: is <laughs> cool. Six more weeks of winter, and it's like the groundhog forgot about global warming. So.
1: Groundhog Day! <laughs> hey, me
0: and my daughter just watched that movie last night. I was like, you've never seen this. You should watch this.
1: I love that. That's, like, one of my favorite shows.
0: And I'm excited for us. To, we are booked up, bro. We're booked all the way through April.
1: Yeah, and I got an I got another one that i'm trying to uh secure. It's not a big name like on all the other ones, but
0: well, some, most of the ones i booked haven't been big names at all. But yeah, i booked our last spot in April last night.
1: Did. Did you want to talk about who were who were inviting or did you want to do that at the end?
0: Who were inviting?
1: Well, who's going to be on the podcast right now? Yeah, either now or at the end. Who are we you, talking to today?
0: You go ahead, Brent.
1: Hey guys. I know you're wondering. They never <laughs> hey, said who say the hell with, they're talking to.
0: <laughs> Could you do that they, with, with less sarcasm to make my editing easier? I know that's I, fucking I, hard for you.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know what not sarcasm is. But anyway. So guys, thanks for showing up today. Where we... We'll be interviewing Nico of Savea. So we're very excited to speak with him. We spoke with him probably a little over a year ago. Mm. And he – his. have you heard their new stuff? Oh, my gosh. I'm crazy. really excited. I have a bunch of notes. I have a bunch of well, things Well,
0: okay. That's great. Just as long as we keep it under an hour.
1: That did not sound unsarcastic. You're right. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I'm so excited. I can't not sound sarcastic.
1: Yeah. And then you're telling me not to. That's just I know. unfair.
0: It's, it's right. You know what? I can, I can own when I'm wrong and, and, and I was wrong. Even that sounded sarcastic. So
1: it did, it did. I think you need help. Uh, yes.
0: <sighs> There's no you know, medication for this.
1: You know what the funniest thing to me is? Is all your stuff on the calendar shows up on my calendar?
0: (laughs) Why is that? I keep trying to take that off. But it's like it keeps putting the calendars together.
1: Oh, so funny.
0: And and, uh, now I have, and now I have my work stuff on there. I'm sure that's fucking, what else is on there? Wait, hold up. What else is on there?
1: Your girly appointments, you know where they I don't go. Have to... a,
0: I don't have a girly appointment on there.
1: You did though. This one was a few months back.
0: Oh, well, fucking wasn't.
1: Yeah, it was. It was like in the fall or something.
0: I think I would have remembered if that actually if I had that doctor's appointment because it would be the first time somebody touched me since July.
1: Do we want to go into that? <laughs>
2: we
0: don't. <laughs> Neither did they. Okay, so. Ah. Uh... Uh god
1: i'm going to hell did you did you hear how i said do you want to go into that
0: and did you hear how i said they didn't even want to go into that
1: i know that was...
0: i know see we're we're ding ding
1: ding ding, ding. We we're won. right
0: back where we started
1: oh i'm glad we found the lowest level and got there so quickly
0: um, yeah just that's just how you and i roll
1: I, I think we there are other people out there just like us that roll with us but not directly in the same vehicle with us but they're there So, dude, I always enjoy your posts because you have cool stuff going on and it encourages me as a musician and a human being, you know. And so I appreciate that you include and you even talk to me sometimes, which is really flattering. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And then uh, you shared you shared one of your newish mixes with me, which I enjoyed that, too. I was like really excited. I That's felt awesome. very special. Absolutely. And, but I like you all stuff because yeah. y'all just do stuff that I'm like, okay, I didn't see that coming. You know? <laughs> so I've seen a bunch of things online um, ranging from we're recording new music to we're getting pictures. And then we're doing a video. And then there was a video. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about where is Savea at right now?
3: Uh, so we are like really in the thick of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. so we spent most of January tracking and right now we're kind of continuing with our GoFundMe to kind of continue collecting funds to get to the point where we can mix the record. Uh, we have one more day of like proper in-studio tracking left, um, that just kind of got pushed back to rescheduling. Um, we have a a guest pianist playing on a record, uh, Lauren Vieira from the band Dreadnought, or formerly of the band Dreadnought. Um, so she's, she's a good friend of ours, and she was excited at the opportunity to to play piano on our record. So we got like one day tracking with her, uh, and a couple more like spots that I need to do some vocals on, and then we're gonna be figuring out when we can mix. Right now, kind of things are a little up in the air, but, you know, we're getting it sorted out. We're also preparing now. Since the last time we talked, the band is like a functionally new band. The only guy that's still there is Jay, who is our drummer.
1: That dude's Uh, a beast. He's awesome. That dude. Jay. Yeah. you fucking badass. I'm holding up my horns right now. (laughs) Both hands. He, oh my gosh. Okay, I'll talk more later go ahead no you're
3: good uh i'm sure he appreciates it but yeah so he and i kind of stuck through the the kind of changes of the band you know we parted ways with our our bassist he's now full-time playing in chemists you know doing you know big tours and all that they were with mastodon and opeth and then they did tribium and uh between the buried and me i think so we're really stoked for him he got so some our big opportunities so- sorry what
1: So we're happy for him. We're not thinking he's a total bastard?
3: No, we love Dave. We're so happy for Dave. All
1: right, all right. Fucking
3: Dave. (laughs) Fucking Dave. I
1: I thought it was going to go to not fucking Dave, but Dave, we like you. It's all right. You (laughs) go ahead and make that money. Leave us in the slums, brother.
3: He's he's crushing it. So, you know, really stoked for him. We uh, brought on a... Another guy, uh, his name's Dylan, real, real big sweetheart. And then our kind of live guitar player, he wound up being a full-time member of the band. His name's Kevin. And then we have a, a another, another friend that we met kind of during the pandemic time. His name's Daniel. That song that I sent you, Brent, the, that was the first song that he and I collaborated on and really the first song that like I didn't write the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like he was one of the first people to, to kind of. I don't know. We just like started writing together, and I was like, "This feels really natural." So I just asked him to to come along, and he's an audio engineer himself. So you know, we can do a lot of the mixing of demos and production like in house now um, between all five of us, uh, because now the band is a five piece, which is crazy. Yeah. So I mean, we had a lot of changes there since we last talked, and then yeah, we got in the studio and. I guess that was back in January for our new record, uh, which we haven't announced the title for. So I wanted to do that special here on the podcast. Yes. Um, So the, the title of the new record is, I hope you've healed from all you wouldn't say. Really excited about this one. It's kind of a, a companion piece and an extension of the last record. Um, And I, I wanted kind of both titles to go together. They sort of form a long run on sentence, but all we've lost we carry with us and I hope you've healed from all you wouldn't say. Just sort of continuing the overarching theme of like processing grief and working through grief. And this record I think just really beautifully encapsulates a lot of what we nailed about the first record. And I think it really improves on a lot of those areas.
0: What was the recording process like for you this time? Would you say that it was easier than last time? How did it feel?
3: It's kind of funny. Did it feel good? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a different process altogether. So, the last record we recorded in 4 days somehow. I'm still not sure how we did that. I don't um, e-
0: I don't know how you did that either.
3: It's wild to think about cuz we really took our time on this record. I think we've been in the studios a total of 11 days and by the time we get the last day in we will be 12 days total i hope that what that translates to is a stronger sounding record and then that doesn't account for the mixing time i think the last record we did five days of mixing we'll probably do five to seven days of mixing on this one
1: is it just going to be you doing the mixing or you and the other guy
3: i work with uh Pete daniel with...
1: or something right
3: uh daniel is in the band, but he's not the audio engineer that we're working with. We're working oh, okay. with, uh, Pete DeBoer, who did the last record. Um, okay. Pete DeBoer does Treadnoughts, He's, a, he's a star.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like a star.
3: He's amazing. He did some work with, in like in the 90s and early 2000s with like Creed and, you know, working under Ron, Ron St. Germain. So he's got a lot of credentials that are worth noting. Dude's amazing. But he's sort of like the, uh, the unspoken extra member of the band. You know, I just I really wanted to, like, let him have some kind of production role. But every step of the way on this record has been kind of challenging. I think we met last February. Pete and I had dinner and talked about making the record. And then I was like, yeah, I think I got enough music. And then it turned out I had more than enough music written. And then we had dinner. We started talking dates. And then he calls me out of the blue and he's like, hey, Nico, I'm moving to the East Coast. Um so, like, we're not going to be able to record here in Denver. And so I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Basically meant that we would have to fly out to Vermont if we wanted to record with him. Um Oh, shit. And then, so he told me that. I was like, okay, so the record's going to be postponed, like, another year. Because this isn't going to just, like, happen overnight. So I ended up scrapping, like, half of this record. Because I was like, that's ah, just... If I have all this extra time, I should utilize it. Um I didn't like a bunch of the songs. They all kind of felt, I don't know, they didn't feel as strong as I'd like them to. I, I just have uh, high standards, I suppose. Did you and- want
1: to show like growth from the last album to this album? Because it seemed like you had a big bump as far as your production value in the last mm-hmm. one. And that's kind of what happened with me. I was like, okay, I need to write good songs oh, my songs sound like shit. Oh, I need to get the production up. So then I concentrated on the production, and now I'm concentrating on both, the music and the production, because it's like you figure out where your weaknesses is, right?
3: Totally. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was a lot of that. Um, I felt that there was a lot of stuff that, you know, when I was coming into the first drafts of uh, this next record, that just felt kind of weak, and I knew that we could do better you know, the productions there, Pete's amazing. So I was like, you know, we need to write something stronger. And I think that it made more sense to continue in the trend of like, you know, taking stuff kind of out of left field. I think, you know, if I learned anything about the last record, taking the risks kind of paid off the most. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the songs that, you know, I sang cleanly on, those were kind of a hit. You know, everybody loved the sax. I didn't bring the sax back because I thought it would be lame to kind of copy or do the same thing twice but i i loved how taking those risks really paid off and i wanted to take another risk on this record so we we just concentrated really on like writing these songs and and, and writing song songs um not to say that everything that we did on our last record wasn't that but i think i've found this beautiful balance between like heavy metal or like extreme metal and like most kind of traditional pop rock function that doesn't come aco- across as like super contrived or like radio friendly, I suppose it's very honest and sincere still. Y'all guys still
1: sound, I mean the tracks I listen to y'all guys still sound metal. I wouldn't say extreme metal because y'all are older and y'all could break a hip or something, but definitely (laughs) (laughs) metal.
3: Yeah. Sorry. You know, a little rambling there, but you know, it, it just, there was a big growth process and it, I think it's, it's paying off in all the ways that I'd really hoped that it would. I was a little nervous, but I was nervous making the last record, and I think if I'm nervous, then I'm probably doing something right
1: yeah if, if, if it makes you scared, makes your butt pucker it's it could be a good thing,
3: yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: So how do you feel about being a five piece how was how is that feeling? You know the a little <laughs> overwhelming,
3: yeah, absolutely. I think the scariest part I think going from having a lot more immediate control of having things in my hands literally. Um, playing guitar on stage and like just trusting that i found you know two guitar players who are far better guitar players than me to play the music you know
1: and you can dress pretty and do the splits like david lee roth and stuff like that
3: right (laughs) well and that's kind of the funny part is like i've had to embrace being like the front person of the band uh Mm. i can't hide behind like playing my guitar literally like i have to engage with the audience and i have to sing and um not that we have played live you know in the last two two or three years uh although we will be playing our very first show but yeah so i have to actually be the front person now so it's it's exciting
1: so what does that look like you being the front person
3: i just have to be up front and have to present myself that's it's not that it's nothing more exciting than a, a typical front person but it's it's a lot of uh, lessons from, you know, the past decade plus of playing live music that like, OK, now that I don't have a guitar in my hand, doesn't mean that I can't you know be engaged. I can still perform. And it's a lot of I don't know. It's not acrobatics for sure, but it's definitely a lot of performance. <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely no David Lee Roth, but there's definitely some theatrics involved.
1: So so you don't have a guitar at all.
3: Yeah, I'm not playing live. I'm not playing anything. I'm just Dude, singing.
1: You got some serious
3: big balls, good lord. <laughs> kind of terrifying. <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: it's it's hard to sing in front of people without an instrument in front of you. Like sometimes singers catch shit. Oh well, you're not. You know, you're not playing even if you wrote it. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just threw up three times backstage. <laughs> Like, I can't hide behind nothing. I can literally try to hide behind another person, but that's it. Yeah. If I fuck up, it is obviously me.
3: Totally. And
1: and being the lead is just stressful (laughs) in general for so many different reasons.
3: Absolutely. There's a lot. There
1: are so many different things you have to watch out for. And you have to be reading the crowd the whole time, too. Because you want them to have fun, but you don't want anyone to die, you know?
0: <laughs> totally. But yeah, that's important.
1: that's important. Especially yourself.
0: Right, yeah, you can't.
3: You know, that's, it's that's funny, that you, it's funny that you say that because uh, this last summer uh went to Chicago to Riot Fest, and granted, I was really just there to see Nine Inch Nails, but we caught. Um, oh,
0: I'm jealous. Sorry. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> but we caught uh, My Chemical Romance's set, which was a lot of fun, actually. And more so than fun, it was just kind of sweet the way that they stopped between every song and made everybody take a step back so that we didn't run into any issues of people getting crushed in the front
0: that's important
3: yeah i was i was you know i haven't been to a show granted in years cuz of the pandemic but to see something like that and you know ever after, after the i don't know what was that travis astro world yeah, thing after that, that, that whole awful. issue it's horrible well and
0: ribs against those metal bars that fucking hurts
3: absolutely My first mosh
0: pit, I cracked three ribs. Oh, awful. It was awful. (laughs) Let's talk about Low, which (laughs) is the one I like the most. I really, really like the intro of this song. Tell us about that song.
3: I'm just really excited that that's kind of getting the attention that I guess I had initially hoped that it would. It's one of my favorites on the last record. I think that that was one of the first times we took that kind of big risk moment where, you know, during the songwriting process, I was like, what if, like... What if I wrote a chorus or a hook, right? Like I I was gonna say. I think that there's so many times that you know, you get these I don't know, we get metal bands or whatever that are like maybe not quite mainstream or whatever, kind of floating in the underground that like would just be so fucking killer if they had a hook, right? And I was like, Mm -hmm. Let's try it, let's write a hook and I I think I I remember recording that in my office, like right where where I'm sitting here, and I think for weeks trying to nail the vocal delivery on that. I'm like, how do I sing this? And eventually that version of that came out sort of on accident. And I was like, cool, that's what I got to keep doing. And I just, I don't know. It's a cool one. I I love that song. There's cool little time signature changes that are really hard to notice. If you're not paying attention, Um, you know, I noticed,
1: I noticed. I I knew Grant would know. I heard it. I was. Like, I, I know what minute, what second. <laughs> I actually wrote some times down.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but so you know, it's just that, and like we we got to uh back in I think October, November, got to record a music video for it, and then that was really exciting. Was that so, your
0: first music video?
3: That's our first music video.
0: Ooh, what? How did that feel? Was that fucking weird?
3: It was cool. Um it was a little more rushed than I would have liked. Like I really wish that we had more time. I think we had maybe a total of like two and a half to three hours to record that video, which
0: Oh my
3: god. Seems like a lot of time, but it's really not. No, it's not. <laughs> um Especially with wardrobe changes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't we didn't wind up doing too many of those, but <laughs> I wish that we had gotten a chance to do a little bit more just like the visually creative stuff. We got to do a lot of what I wanted, but you know, we still ended up having to rush a lot of things. But it was super cool. Uh we worked with our longtime photographer, Cameron Martinez, who's he's done photos for us since I was in a different band. Like good guy, super talented, great eye. And he just nailed that video. I, I remember the first time he sent it back to me. He was like, Do you want me to change anything? Are there any edits? I was like, nah, that's great. I was like, I love this. I don't, Maybe I'm just easy to please, but <laughs> I was happy.
1: So last yeah. time you sent us like three songs, and there was one that I clearly liked more than the others.
3: I think it was Semblance of You.
1: It was the most emotional one that you had,
3: I th- right? I think it was that one, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was. And so this one, both of the songs were good. I mean, they were at the same yeah, level as far so as liking it cuz i was really expecting to like one more than the other cuz that normally what happens but then after i got done listening and rewinding and going through my notes and right re-scratching out notes and then i was like i don't know which one i like more than the other because there's a bunch of different techniques used in both of them you know uh from vocal techniques to recording techniques there are a bunch of different things going on in each one so it was really hard to Pick even outside of your music, there's so much stuff going on at one time. And so you have to really stop and listen. The what what were y'all tuned at on that uh that one? Low? Uh
3: low. Actually both songs are tuned to D standard, so just one one step down.
1: Cool. I I knew it was dropped, I just didn't know how far it was dropped. I liked the breakdown at one fifty eight. I thought that was nice. Your vocals, two twenty nine. Are you doing your backing vocals, too? Mm Mm-hmm. You did a good job. I mean, and this time, I think you listened to me when I said, turn the fuck up, because I could actually hear your vocals. Was it because of me that you did that? You were, like, in the studio, damn it, Brent wants (laughs) this, I better do it.
3: I'm I'm pretty sure that that song was finished and finalized and recorded before we had our first interview.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. Aha, Brent just suck it both to y'all um the double picking style that y'all have is pretty cool and then the the funniest part of it I mean not that it's a funny song but yeah. I was sitting there listening to it and you were like really pushing your distortion at that point and I heard don't be afraid and I was like man if I was a seven-year-old I'd be terrified listening to this song <laughs>
3: That's adorable. Because I love you that.
1: Really, I think you pushed your vocal distortion even harder this time than you did on the other songs I heard. Did you lose your voice at all?
3: No, I don't think so. I, I haven't really lost. I think the last time I lost my voice was just tracking demos, um, maybe a couple months ago. But I, I usually don't lose my voice. I mean, it's a technique thing, so it's it's pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing That's it for years now.
1: To sing with razor blades in your mouth, that's Apparently.
0: <laughs> you're going to have to teach teach some of us how to do that.
1: Yeah, you need to start classes because that's just sick. Well,
0: but that is another way to sing, though, because if you don't sing like – if you're yelling and pushing yourself and you don't do it carefully, you can fuck your shit up.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can damage your voice by, like, traditionally singing oh, and yeah. just doing it wrong. So Yeah. I think I've hurt my voice more – Over the last two years, because I've been in voice lessons, like fucking up like traditional singing styles and like trying to push harder than I could actually go than I have with screaming.
0: You're not the first person I've talked to in the last year or so that said, you know, I still get guitar lessons. I'm going to voice lessons. Do you find that that helps you not only perform better, but like write differently? Is it helping kind of like push you forward?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think. You know, the pursuit of, you know, knowledge for your instrument and knowledge for, you know, your craft is is one of the most important, you know, pursuits that we can kind of continue to take. Like, I'd like to consider myself like a lifelong student. I don't think that I've ever, you know, gotten to the best of what I can do. <clears throat> I know that there's better, more talented people out there. Um I, I know that what I need to do is learn them as much as I can from people who are either around me, uh, or, you know, offering something to be, to be taught. I know that for myself, like, I'm very honed into at least, like, what I do on the guitar, but I think that, like, singing was such a new thing. Like, the, the screaming and stuff, like, it sounds really rude and it sounds kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm making small of what other people do. Um, but it was like most people can really scream. I, I, I do fundamentally believe that. Um, I think what, what is challenging is to kind of take, take that sort of, uh, defense mechanism. And, and this is all my experience. I, I felt that I used screaming as like this defense mechanism kind of to shield myself, to present like a more tough or whatever version of myself. And it wasn't until, like, I really started focusing on singing, finding my own sound, my own voice, and trying to be as vulnerable as possible that I really kind of pushed through something. Um, and my voice teacher really helps me with that. And I think that, honestly, that kind of vulnerability, meeting anything with that kind of vulnerability is sort of the, the key to, to getting better at stuff. And I, that's kind of where I, I've been existing in the last handful of years. Mm.
0: So let's talk about
1: that second song. Let's talk about Ash. Yes, uh-huh. let's do. So I love the harmonics at the intro. Mm-hmm. How many people, was it just one guitarist playing harmonics or was it multiple guitars playing the harmonics? At the beginning?
3: So Ash, the demo version that you have is all my production. And I think it was mixed by Daniel. I played every guitar on there. So it's one guitar doing those harmonics, and then there's a second guitar doing the kind of staccato delay thing. And then there's the rhythm guitars that come in. I think at like, any given time, that song has usually about like four guitars at any given time. It's a busy song.
1: Why not five? It's You're almost there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I think so, the outro does have five.
1: There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Know five favorite, or six, yeah. You know what my favorite vocal part was? what's that is whenever you go <laughs> that cuz i i was ready for it i like it's going to come at any point that's that but that was a good scream i liked it and then you had clean vocals over your screams too on that one and i thought that was really cool right a little
3: bit, a little bit yeah um
1: did you that, have did you bust a testicle reaching those higher notes that's what we all want to know
3: uh no both, really? both God, testicles was so happy dude. and intact.
1: Congratulations. Yeah. That, no, that was cool. Because I wasn't expecting the higher part, you know, because you sing Distorted a lot. Right. M- more so, at least in the past, than anything else. And you sang real pretty above your scream for a while, a significant amount of time, in my opinion. So that sounded really cool. And then the riff at 148. Mm -hmm. was so cool it reminded me of like old iron maiden
3: oh that's cool i love that
1: so it was like the song popped in my head earlier but you know how they have those dual guitar solos and they're like Mm -hmm. really staccato and stuff yeah you can hear like the space between each note that's kind of what that reminded me of and i was like wow that sounds really cool because because y'all have a bunch of different styles that you weave into one song so it's just crazy that I'll hear different influences that you wouldn't think could be together in one song. Yeah. But they exist in your song. So it's kind of just crazy. Then the talking part over the harmonics. God, yeah. Sick. It's what we deserve. That was kind of scary, dude.
3: Yeah, so that's kind of talk about that's that. my favorite part, um, from that demo. So the lyrics kind of thematically are about um or kind of based on, like, dialogue from the video game Silent Hill 2. There's a character, Angela, and she kind of constantly refers to, like, her world as, like, being on fire. And at the end of the game, there's this really tragic moment. Uh, Near the end of the game, there's this tragic moment where you see her. You kind of understand why she's there in that place, and she's in a stairwell full of fire and she's like oh you can see the fire too for me it's always like this and so i just i snag that line and that's all over that song but the dialogue in the bridge there is uh, the main character and angela talking and it's like right after he walks into a room and finds her on the floor with a knife and it looks like she's going to kill herself and he he's like talking her out of it um but then at some point and she's like maybe we should all die or whatever you know because that's what we deserve or like I was like, oh, we just need to fucking put that bit of dialogue in there. It's um, kind of
1: poetic. It is. Yes. It, I mean, and I thought it was neat because I knew you synced it from something because <laughs> I know your voice speaking voice is not that high. Yeah. But um, I was like, where is this from? And I was like trying to figure out where it was from. But I didn't, of course. But I did. That that was a good part of the song, too. But, oh, man, these songs are awesome, dude.
2: Yeah, Y'all guys are really going to kill good. it.
3: I'm really excited to hear, um, you know, all of this kind of come together, like with the studio versions. You know, the, the, these demos were really exciting and I love, you know, we have mixed versions of all of the songs on the demo and they all sound great. Um, there's definitely some stuff that we cut in the studio, kind of changed in the studio, but I think all of the cuts and the changes were to make the songs stronger. And I'm just so excited to hear what we get, you know, once we have the final product. It's, it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, are you ready for what's going to happen because of that?
3: I don't know what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> well, I think you're going to get noticed. I mean, you're already getting noticed for your last album. I mean, yeah, but you're yeah. on a compilation album. You, your traffic is picked up on your social media. And, you know, so you have some stuff going on. Y'all guys released this. It's just going to be like gasoline on a fire, I think. If that happens, what do you what do you see the next level of success y'all going to?
3: You know, I, I think that that's something that we've all been kind of excited for and preparing for. I think that that's what we've done this band for was to kind of get to this point. And if it means, you know, like the, really the next step right now and it's what we're working on right now is figuring out how do we make this not a studio band? How do we make this a live band again? Um mm-hmm. You know, we used to play a lot live before the pandemic and we just focused on making albums since then. But now we need to like focus on, okay, if this record does well, like what is touring going to look like? What does touring look like in the year 2023, 2024, right? Like it's a completely different game, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I am apprehensive. There's, there's a lot of details to work out. <laughs>
1: Well you have a bunch of stuff going on in your songs and from a musician standpoint and a band leader standpoint, that's stressful because you're the one that's really gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. You know? And the answer is five guitarists, okay? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, we've been really lucky. I mean, like I said, we have all these brilliant musicians in the band now. Uh we have a couple audio engineers, we have you know, people who are really good with like kind of the technical stuff that like I struggle with. Um So right now, like, we're figuring out, like, in-ear monitors and how to do backing tracks for things like, you know, we want to be able to do the saxophone live, but we don't have a saxophone player. We don't want to, like, not have that part. So we're like, oh, are we doing a live guitar solo rendition, right? Are we transposing that to guitar? Are we playing a backtrack? What are we doing? If we're doing a backtrack, are we doing some kind of visual thing to to kind of stimulate the audience, you know? There's a lot of factors to kind of consider with how we're handling live now. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm apprehensive. There's a lot of nerves going on. I, I just I'm stoked. I would love for nothing more for this record to kind of get the attention that I think it deserves. Um, and so we're going to work really hard to make sure that it does uh, try and do a little bit more promotional stuff. Try to work with some PR companies or something. Kind of get this out there.
1: So that's cool, man. I'm I'm. St- I'm excited. excited. I'm Jeez. always excited when you share stuff with me that you don't share with everyone else. Yeah. I really like it. Right? and I'm
0: jealous, but that's fine.
1: I shared right. it with you. I'll, I'll share it with you. I sent it to you. Yeah, it to her.
0: No, you like, fucking didn't.
1: Yeah, I did. Well, maybe you did. Yeah, I did. Look, the last year of I listened to it first by myself to know that I would be the first one to listen to it, and then so I that
0: you could say it. that. Yeah, I we do <laughs> that stuff. The yes. one thing um, I want to talk about. I think Brent's right. I think that this album is going to get a lot of traction. But how are you going to handle radio play when you have eight, eight minute songs? Do you have, have you made like radio edits? Do you have shorter songs? Like how are you going
3: to, how are you going to, how are you going to handle that? Are you going to yeah. like
0: solely rely on like college stations? I'm sorry.
3: No, you're good. Um, I mean, probably I, I don't really like I said kind of towards the beginning, I, I don't really know how well we exist in the like radio friendly sphere. I don't think mm-hmm. that I think that we do have enough like approachability and like commercial viability if if it came to that, but I just I don't think we're quite there yet. Um which isn't a problem.
0: I mean the mainstream radio kinda of fucking sucks.
3: Right. That's I mean sort it's of where the I'm same at.
0: ten songs over and over.
3: So, I mean, it'll probably, for now, like, as far as, you know, reaching out to radio stations, it'll probably be a lot of college radio, which is fine. Um, you know, with everything kind of shifting over to playlists in general and, you know, kind of algorithm streaming culture. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that will be too much an issue there. Um, but yeah, we have, that was sort of a, an interesting thing about the last record to this new one. Um, the last record, I felt like we did like three eight minute songs and then, mm-hmm. like, a couple other pieces. And it, mm-hmm. I don't know, that was kind of the one regret where I just felt like I had three really good songs and then some And other, then
0: everything was, like, meh. Really, yeah, yeah okay. like,
3: it, I didn't feel like it was, like, meh, but I definitely was, like, eh, could have been stronger. Whereas I feel like this record, because I had to rewrite it two times, <laughs> I really, like, kind of leaned into, like, let's just make everything a little bit more balanced. And so we start the record with a really long song, but everything else, I think, is in the, like three-and-a-half to, like, five-minute range Mm -hmm. um, and just sort of lives comfortably there. Like, nothing ever feels too bloated. I don't know. It feels like almost a leaner record because of that, and I like that.
1: So you cut the fat? Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah. Not that I – it's a weird thing to say because, like, I I think all eight minutes of low are incredibly important to the space. Low is fantastic. Yeah. It's not change thing. But you know, kind of like uh, the backdrop you have behind you, right? Like I wouldn't change a thing about, but <laughs> no, Cap City, right? no,
0: and it is a longer song. But if right. it wasn't such a popular song from and such an older song, like if they were a band that came out now with that length of a song, they wouldn't have gotten the airplay,
3: right? Absolutely.
1: No, it was Wayne's World that helped them out. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Wayne's World. I refuse, World made I refuse
0: them. to give you that. And Wayne's World is a pop, <laughs> fantastic movie, but I still refuse to give you that because Queen. <laughs> And that was why I picked the screen behind me. That's gonna be a new thing. I'm just gonna put myself into bands until I get.
3: I love it, but yeah, so i mean it's it's a lot it's a lot shorter songs, and I think they're all just stronger for it, and I think it's just reflective of where we grew to as songwriters. I'm proud of that. um I'm proud of the songs that we've written. I think oh, they're fucking cool i like i I wish yeah. that I had more to show you right now. Because uh, Ash is probably the most reminiscent of what our last record sounded like. the rest of it, it was like it almost all feels really new.
0: Would you say I mean, you had you rewrote this twice, right? Would you say the songwriting bit was harder for you this time or would you just say it was you were pickier this time?
3: Definitely pickier, you know, and I know that Brent really picked up on a lot of, you know, how emotional our stuff is. I don't think that that's a, a secret at all. Mm-hmm. And of, I've
0: always thought that about metal, to be honest with you, it's actually much more emotional. There's much more going on beneath
1: the surface. Yeah. There's it's a just bunch that, of philosophy going on, in, yeah, in and yeah, and it's
0: just that a lot of people are, you, you know, they're put off by how loud or noisy or or how the singer is screaming. And I'm like, you really need to listen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I actually had a moment like that. You know, not to to derail this. Um No derail. <laughs> just like an old friend of mine reached out and asked how I was doing. And I was like, yeah, I'm just working on this right now. And I sent them a demo and they're like, I really like the words. I'm not much for uh, music with screaming in it. And I was like, you know how rude that is? Like, mm. uh, it's and you're really- going to
0: hear it all the time. And it's,
3: <laughs> Oh, totally. I've heard it my whole life, but it's just, it's one of those things that I haven't heard in ages. Cause I, I've mostly stopped talking to those kinds of people. Right. Um,
0: <laughs> but- Nice way to weed out assholes.
3: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, okay, y'all, we don't need settle anymore,
1: down. Y'all. <laughs> settle down. Just because some people don't have good taste doesn't mean you need to be ragging on them. Absolutely. They, those does. people yeah, just – Yeah, wait, do I
0: was all, like, going to get shy for fuck that. They,
1: they just do the best you they can. The
0: best they of do, you should genre music
1: you should listen better.
0: Like, no, I, I would say that m- classical music, like, especially in, like, the, and Me and Brent have talked about this, especially in like the Beethoven. I can't remember what freaking year that was because it was so long ago. That was the metal of that time. And at that time, they were like, what the fuck? And that's sort of what I feel like metal is to this in this time. Yeah, I think? mean, at,
3: th- at this point, I just like what I'm so focused on and interested in is just hearing interesting music and like honest music doesn't even matter the genre at this point. Like, I just want yeah. to hear something beautiful and something that moves me. Um, and so being completely put off by one thing, like, oh, I don't like music with screaming in it. I'm like, I don't know. That just, like, shuts you out of a lot of music, mm-hmm. a, a lot of valuable music for sure.
1: Well, and you're like, I don't like
0: people with stupid opinions. Don't no, please don't say go. that to people. <laughs> they <laughs> have to, to
1: people. <laughs> without the screaming, it's not the same song. Right. It's not the same music. It has to exist in that space. I like a bunch of different vocal styles, especially the ones that I cannot do, either yeah. because I don't have the vocal strength to do it or it just scares the shit out of me to try to do it with my voice because I worry about hurting it. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I've said it a lot, but all y'all guys that are out there doing experimental stuff like this? Or trying to do experimental stuff, trying to go places that maybe other people have gone, but maybe where you haven't gone. This -hmm. is important, Um, not only for your personal growth, but for our experience. If you sound the same on every album, we're not going to listen to you. Right. You know, so you evolving and doing all these different things you're doing and reaching for it like I'm really curious about the lead vocalist thing. It kind of panics me, but I'll get over that. Um, Is What what, your
0: lead vocalist thing or his?
1: No, his. He's not going to have a guitar. That's
3: that's (laughs) terrifying to me. (laughs) It'll be okay. I promise. But I
1: just think that y'all guys are doing something important. Do not let anyone derail you from doing this. I don't think they will – But, you know, if you ever get if you ever look around and go, what the fuck am I doing?
2: Give us a call
1: because I do it every week. I look around and I go, what the hell am I doing? I'm old. Oh, you know,
0: honesty in that, Brent.
3: Yeah, I feel that.
0: I have like six pieces of music written and I can't find a single fucking lyric. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this?
3: this?" Trust me. It's yeah, I get it.
0: So you said briefly you hadn't played live in a while. So let's let's talk about any upcoming gigs you might have.
3: Yeah, absolutely. May twelfth, we're playing with uh, Harakiri for the Sky and uh, Ghost Bath in Denver and Unrequited. Oh wow! Three bands that I love quite a bit. Especially, um, I mean, I, I love all three of those bands. Uh, funny enough, 2020 we were scheduled to play with Harakiri for the Sky on like their first U.S. tour, and then that got canceled because of the pandemic and fate would have it. We uh, got to play their play with them now. So I'm really excited to kind of get to relive that opportunity. I really love the progress that, you know, we've made in the last three years that I feel like sharing the stage with that band is going to be a lot more significant than it would have been, you know, three years ago.
0: And where can people find your music?
3: Oh, where can uh, they p- buy it? People can buy our music through our Bandcamp, which is going to be linked in the show notes. I yes, assume. It <laughs> Uh We can also be found on all major streaming platforms, such as Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Tidal, if you like listening to it in high def, which I would highly recommend because Pete did a lot of cool tricks.
1: So has the podcast actually helped you? Or your band? People? I don't know.
3: Um, I, I can only assume so. Couldn't even lie. Couldn't even no. lie. <laughs> I wouldn't lie to you. Um, Motherfucker. I feel like it. it
1: <laughs> you know. I want you to lie to me. Tell me I'm pretty.
3: I'm <laughs> telling you the truth. You are pretty. But um, I have had a handful of people reach out to me and like say that they enjoyed that last interview, which I thought was really cool. Um, Again, it's hard to be like in tune where like everything, you know, like. Yeah. We're always so focused on like writing and my own shit, right? That it's like sometimes somebody surprises me and they're like, hey, I found you on like, you know, on the on this podcast or I found you, you know, streaming on this website. There's always something really nice to say about it. I don't know. I'm just always kind of taken taken off guard. Like it's really cool and refreshing to sit down and talk with like you both because it's like, oh, yeah, like there are people that genuinely care. Right. Because it's. Well,
1: thank you. Yeah, is that like, why you get so quiet when we're complimenting you? It's like you you get nervous or something.
3: <laughs> no, never heard these words before. Well, it's so you know it's it's challenging because it's like you're you're stuck. I don't know. We I met both of you I guess last year. So then it's like the entire time that I've known you both that it's like we've been stuck inside. You know, like yeah. I don't I don't go out and play shows and have people like compliment the band. Um, well, They're,
0: I hope you enjoyed it, because I think that's about to change.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i excited for the future, for sure.
1: I think you guys are on your way. I think the next album, have you already started working on that? I bet you have.
3: Oh, you know what's so funny is I was going to mention that um, oh my God. on this, is I haven't started working on the next album, but I did finish demoing today songs for a split that we're doing with another band. So
1: <gasps> That's cool. So anyone that wants to talk to Nico, you can just reach out on social media, especially Instagram, because he's yeah, very, very active on Instagram, very not True. only active, but he replies every time I send him something. Yeah, just, you just to quickly, too.
3: <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for chatting with me. It was Thank nice to you again to you. for
0: coming on the show.
3: Are you an emerging
1: Texas artist looking for a platform to share your talent? <laughs> where well, you're in luck. All you need to do is send your videos right here to videos at Texas You'll have your shot for your video to be shown to the world right here on the newest hottest channel for music, Texas Scene TV. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Um we hope you enjoyed checking out Nico of Seva. The wonderful person. Please reach out. Check out Listen.
0: social media.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: Facebook for sure. Bandcamp. Go buy their music. You support the independent artists. Link yeah, cause, below.
1: Yeah, because that's what we're here for. We're here to right. help the downtrodden.
0: Okay. We can't call them that, or they're not going to want to be here.
1: Oh, that's true. They're not really downtrodden. I was just, you know, the people that are like you and me that are just trying to find our way in this I cold. like how you know,
0: there was a pause between the people that are like you and me. <laughs> Thanks.
1: I do that stuff on purpose
0: i know fuck you man
1: anyway i hope y'all guys had a good time listening and we're so happy to be back and bringing you cool interviews we've got some incredible things happening later on this year and you can you can be part of it you just have to continue to come back and listen maybe download subscribe you know do all those little things that feel make Um, you feel good inside
0: and you will notice just on a side note that we don't have much of a presence on SoundCloud anymore um i'm probably going to be removing us from there we're like we're everywhere but i want to make it easier for you guys to find us and i don't feel like that's a great place so uh make sure you're checking us out follow us on Spotify follow us on YouTube follow us on Apple Music uh Google Music all the major stuff and um tell your friends also tell your mother right we have a Patreon that we have not decided how we're going to give you content there, but you do get early release content there. So please go to our Patreon that is also below. Oh, we are booked up for the next two months. So if you've been on the show and you want to come back and for some freaky reason you haven't heard from us because the world's on fire, uh, please don't, please don't re- be afraid to reach out to us and be like, Hey, you, fr- I, I want to come on the show again. If you're listening to the show and you want to come on the show, please get to us. Uh, we are booking fast. We we are booked for the next 60 days. So don't hesitate. Get to us. Um But please remember, we have day jobs, so it might take us 24 to 48 hours to get back to you. We are happy to be back from our break. We're a little out of practice. So I think that's it. We're
1: old and tired. We out. We like to- it's bedtime.
0: We out. It's night-night night time. That's all. Everybody get out there and.